0: You're listening to episode number 86 of the Journey to Manifesting podcast. Are you ready? Let's get started. Welcome back to the show. It's so great to be here with you today. Thank you so much for this time that we get to spend together. I am just so grateful, (laughs) as always. And today I have a very unique topic to dive into and that is how to deal with mom guilt as a spiritual entrepreneur. Now you may not be a mother, you may not be a parent, you may not even be a spiritual entrepreneur but I can guarantee you that you will find something of value in the discussion that we're going to have today. Because as parents, whether you are a parent, you might consider becoming a parent, or you know somebody that has kids, this could support them in some way. So this is why I decided to explore this topic today that I'm very excited to dive into. So as I mentioned, you may not be a spiritual entrepreneur, but you may either work for yourself, you may be somebody that works full time for somebody else, or you may work in the network marketing industry, or you may run a consulting business or whatever it is that you do. How do you balance parenthood and business, parenthood and bringing home a paycheck? This is what today's episode is all about. So I was actually inspired to record this show today, this topic, this theme, based on an, how do I say this, not an argument, but a heated discussion that I had with my 13 year old daughter, Olivia, and she was very confronting. And she said to me, you help so many other people with your books, but you can't help me right now. (laughs) I thought, okay, number one. That was a little loaded. (laughs) We all know that uh, teenagers can get highly emotional sometimes. And, you know, I'm, I'm honoring her part of the dialogue here. I don't want to give away too much because it was a private conversation, but it was more about her having an assumption about me being able to fix a specific situation because I am either a manifesting teacher or somebody that knows how to guide people emotionally with their energy and their feelings. (laughs) So of course I am teaching the most what I need to learn as with most of the, the teachers that occupy this space. But today specifically I'm talking about dealing with mom guilt as a spiritual entrepreneur. So (laughs) this is a very interesting topic. If you've been listening to the show, following the show for a while now, you know that I speak from my heart. I don't mince my words. I choose to discuss things with intention. So today isn't a very easy episode for me to record, but I feel like it's really important. So full transparency, I still struggle with mom guilt. And that guilt is this, that For some reason, I'm letting my children down in some capacity because I'm not a full-time mother that constantly bakes them cupcakes. (laughs) And if you can resonate with me on this, please please send me a a message or leave a review on whatever platform you're listening to this show. But I've never really felt 100% that I would be a fantastic full-time mother. I did this for many years and in my humble opinion, I feel like I really sucked at it because I always wanted more for myself and I made the making or the the wanting more for myself wrong. I really I really had a lot of shame around it, especially in the early years of parenthood. And remember, I became a mother when I was 21 years old. I had my son, Thomas, and before that, I was a step-parent. I became a step-parent when I was just 19 years old to an 18-month-old baby boy and so there was a lot of me showing up as a parent before I n- really knew who I was as a grown-up. And it was really only in my 30s, and I'm now on the last month of my 30s, <laughs> that I found out and discovered who I am and what's okay and where my boundaries are, what my edges are, what triggers me, what makes me tick. And this is what I want to encourage for you too, that we don't just all of a sudden have children and make excuses to uh, neatly file away who we really are because we we are in the season of raising children. Now, I want to be really clear before I dive in any further that I love my children. I live for my kids. They are everything to me. I would do anything for them. I would throw myself in front of a bus to save their lives if I had to. I am so loving with them and I love them unconditionally with every fiber of my being. And then there's this other side of me as well that is an entrepreneur that loves to teach people, that loves to travel, that loves to speak on stages, that loves to create new products and write books and be around people and not have to be in mummy mode where I'm changing nappies or diapers, as you call them in America, and uh, I'm not being constantly asked, what's for dinner? Or can you drive me to Taekwondo? <laughs> or let's play uh, Peppa Pig together. You know? <laughs> that is definitely a part of my life. And what I have learned is that there's no such thing as balance. Balance is a myth. So I can I can be present mummy when I'm there. And I can also be uh, you know, hustling entrepreneur when I need to as well. And there's nothing wrong with both being balanced. So when I first started out on my journey, when I was 21, when I gave birth to my son, I was I was your typical, uh, and I don't want to use this as a bad word by any means, so if I offend anyone inadvertently, that is definitely not my intention, but I was a traditional housewife, meaning that I was solely responsible for cooking cleaning, shopping, and raising my child. That was it for me. And I would go and hang out with my other friends at the, um, the mother's group, and we would hang out, and that was really fun. It was great having connection. But then at home, my home life was less than desirable, and if you know my story, then uh, you'll know that I experienced 10 years of domestic violence with my first husband because we just weren't right for each other, and we would clash. Uh, that's a story for another day, and I'm sure you can look back on many of my other podcasts to get a more in-depth version of the story in its various iterations. So, when I was uh, had my regular schedule of waking up in the morning, feeding the baby, cleaning the house, doing the dishes, doing all that kind of stuff, I found myself wanting more, and I've made myself wrong for wanting more. So I saw an ad. Uh, I can't even remember where it was. I think it was in a local newspaper asking for applicants to join something called the Shell Livewire Entrepreneurial Program, where you would work with a mentor for a period of about, I think it was six to 12 weeks to construct a business plan. And that business plan would be submitted and the top business plans would receive a grant, a sum of money to start and kickstart their business. And so I was paired with a mentor and I, this sounds even silly to say, but I asked my husband for permission as to whether I could go and spend time with this guy once a week to construct this business plan. And my business was to create my own greeting card company. Because uh, part of my story is that when I was 14 years old, I was a gift wrap designer for Hallmark. I love drawing and I submitted my designs and they commissioned me for four gift wrap designs. Again, a story for another day. So I thought I'm going to create my own card company and it would be called Sprout Cards. I've always used Sprout in something because of Sarah Prout, S. Prout, you know, <laughs> I hope I don't have to explain that anymore. <laughs> and um, what happened was that at the end of the time that I spent with this mentor creating a business plan with financial projections and how much money would be needed to create the startup and what kind of designs I would need and who my suppliers would be and who my customers would be, I had a really good business plan and I ended up being a prize winner. I won, I think I came third. I won a few thousand dollars to set up my business and I, I even got a trophy, which is really cool. But the only thing is it had uh, my married name on it from when I was married to my first husband. So I I'd, I'd keep it hidden away because <laughs> I like to be Sarah Pratt. I like to reclaim that. And so... Um, When I finally got this money from the Shell Livewire program, I had this business that I was now obligated to create and it was so freeing for me. I felt alive. I had this beautiful baby boy that I really wanted and I was learning how to balance motherhood and then creating a business in the stolen moments while he was sleeping. So nap time, I would get to work. When he went down to sleep at night, I would get to work. And so every spare moment was spent, you know, creating and planning and constructing this business that, you know, in the early stages, it actually got off the ground a little bit, (laughs) not what I would have wanted, but, and not what was, Projected <laughs> we we projected you know like best case scenario most likely, and then worst case scenario, and I was operating slightly below worst case scenario where I was getting about two hundred dollars a month in greeting card orders from various florists and outlets that I had created a um a wholesale account with, but this was pretty good, considering that most of the cards were handmade and I loved it. I would fulfill my orders. And this was in the days before people had websites or there was e-commerce. This was like 2002. So this was really, really early days. And I loved it. But there was part of me when I was doing this that felt guilty because I wasn't giving my full attention to my child. Now, fast forward a few years later, in about 2005, 2004, 2005, I moved from Australia to Gothenburg, Sweden, because my first husband had a contract there. And so I left everything that I knew behind in Australia, my family, my friends. And I took my three-year-old son, he was three at the time, and my husband and I, we went, we lived in Sweden. And then I felt like I was really getting to know myself beyond the storylines and narrative of my family and a very familiar environment. And I was asking myself what I wanted to do, because I'd had to say goodbye to the business because we had to move countries for financial reasons. And I had to reinvent myself again. And so I got a book, this was in the days of the internet, so this was something that happened between like two thousand and two to two thousand and five, two thousand four, two thousand five, where internet marketing was a thing. And I remember buying a book by an ebook by a guy called Joe Vitali, who was in the secret, and I hadn't, you know, hadn't discovered the secret yet; it hadn't even been created. <laughs> but he had an internet marketing course called "How to Write an Ebook in Seven Days or Less." And it was a PDF. I paid the money. I downloaded it. And I began to write. And I began to think, yes, I want to be a writer. I want to be a writer. I'm going to travel the world. I want to speak to people. And <laughs> then the guilt piece rises up again. But you can't do that, Sarah. You're a mother. You're a wife. You know, what will your family think? <laughs> and then we went back to Australia in 2005 And I found out that I was pregnant with my daughter. Now, there were all of these difficulties within my first marriage running in the background, like a slow pressure cooker. And I was going to be a mother again. So I just stopped doing everything that I love doing. I stopped creating the business ideas. I stopped writing. And I fully committed myself to being a full time mother, cooking, cleaning, doing the laundry, paying the bills, making sure that everybody else was taken care of. But still, there was this piece of me that was bursting at the seams to have something just for myself. I was seeking sovereignty, seeking so much independence. I wanted to thrive. I wanted to grow as a woman, as a conscious being. And I knew that the vehicle for doing that for me has always been to be an entrepreneur because I come from a long line of creative entrepreneurs. And I remember writing in my journal back then that I wanted to earn $100,000 a year. And I believe I mentioned it this in the previous podcast that I just released, uh, the seven steps to setting powerful intentions. And I mentioned how in the beginning I wanted to earn $100,000 a year because that I believed would – Uh, be more than my husband was bringing in. And it was a goal that was just so wild to me, something that I could never imagine in my wildest dreams would actually happen from me creating a business and bringing in that level of financial abundance. And so as I started to fully immerse myself in educating the entrepreneurial side of me, my marriage started falling apart. So by the time my daughter was born and she was about Two years old, I had started another business again, another iteration of the Sprout brand. This time it was Sprout Publishing, and I was doing a compilation book model where I would get all of these great authors together to invest in the project, and then that investment would then pay for them to get copies of the book that they could sell on their websites. So this was really basic back then. uh, In 2008. So this was just around the same time that Facebook came out. I was building a name for myself on Twitter and I was seeking, I was seeking that sovereignty and I ended up finding it by connecting with other people on social media. Now this is a big part of my story. If you really want to dive in, then I write a lot about this in my latest book called Dear Universe, 200 Mini Meditations for Instant Manifestations. And I want to make a a long story short here. So I really want to highlight the three phases that I dealt with as a mother. So as a mother married to a man who uh, restricted my access to money, (laughs) I was not able to access bank accounts or any extra funds. He gave me an allowance every month and that had to pay for the the food and the groceries and whatever was left over i could have for myself so thank you for that <laughs> but um that was really what lit a fire under my butt to make my own money within the marriage and then ultimately it led to us growing apart because the more i gained a sense of freedom and empowerment and sovereignty the more i felt strong enough to leave a very difficult situation so that was ultimately a blessing in disguise but I still had the guilt. I still had the the mom guilt come up of I can't be an entrepreneur and a full-time mother. I can't be a single mother and an entrepreneur. So I had all of these limiting beliefs coming up that I had to rise above to get to where I am today. So when I finally did build up the courage to leave 10 years of marriage behind me, I did start with nothing. I had two suitcases, two children, and over $30,000 worth of debt. And I still hustled. I still came up with creative ideas to bring money in the door. It didn't always happen because there were some days that all of the bills had to be paid and I didn't know how I was going to feed my kids. But I still was there for my children. And I made a deal with myself that I would be as present as possible, meaning that I didn't I mean, I didn't even have the money to have childcare. I didn't have support from my parents at that time to babysit very often. And so I really, again, constructed everything that I have now in the stolen moments while they were sleeping. Fast forward many years later to 2000, and actually it wasn't that long when I look at the time frame. So when I was a single mother, it was 2009. By the time I was Married to my second husband, and we had our beautiful daughter Lulu Dawn in 2015 and then Ava in 2016. I had four children, and a new wave of guilt came along because I had these beautiful children that I wanted so badly, especially after suffering five miscarriages in a row before I had Lulu, that I wanted to be. An entrepreneur and a mother and be present and be there for all of the milestones and not miss a moment as well as you know my my two oldest children as well I wanted to be there and even now when I'm on trips whether it's to speaking gigs or I'm teaching a workshop somewhere and I'm away from home I still feel guilty I still feel like oh I should be at home doing homework brushing teeth reading bedtime stories doing the gratitude practice uh, giving my son driving lessons, taking my daughter to Taekwondo, and I don't think that's ever going to go away. And here's my point. <laughs> it's a very long-winded it's winded way of saying that it's okay. We're never going to feel 100% guilt-free when it comes to our children. It's just the way that it is. And as a spiritual entrepreneur, it's important that I remind everybody that there is no such thing as balance, that all of these pillars that are keeping up the roof of the enterprise, are, they have different levels of attention at different times. And that's okay because I thrive as a mother. I thrive as an entrepreneur, I thrive as a wife, as an independent woman, and all can live harmoniously as long as I don't wrap any shoulds around it. And slowly over time, I've learned how to relinquish control, meaning that sometimes it's difficult for me to accept that, I I mean, I have a full-time nanny and my nanny gets to spend so much quality time with my children. She actually takes the responsibility for one of the biggest and most important jobs in the world and that's raising my little ones while I'm in my office for 40 hours a week but they're still in my home and I think that if you are lucky enough to make that uh, to make that choice of having your children at home with you while you work then that's an absolute blessing and if you're not that's okay too but as long as the moments that you do spend with your children are present if you can be present with your kids then you're giving them the greatest gift. If you can model to your children how you are showing up and changing the lives of so many people because you are a creative entrepreneur, whether you are – Uh, promoting a product for a company that you really love or whether you are a coach or a consultant and you're literally spending time with people to change their lives that is a powerful trade-off because what you're doing is you are you are contributing to the collective of leaving the planet a better place for your children you are leading with love and that's what they need to see they may not see it, and especially when they're teenagers and they they go over to the <laughs> the side of of uh, rapid mood swings and self-absorption, love you kids, if you listen to this, <laughs> please know that. But it's challenging because we do our best, and that's all that we ask our kids as well. It's a mutual transaction of unconditional love. And we're not here just to be parents. We're not here just to be spouses or entrepreneurs. We're here to be human beings having an experience that allows our consciousness to grow and to expand. And so when I feel those feelings of guilt rise up, (laughs) because they do and because they will, I send them love. And I ask myself how I can view the situation through the lens of self-compassion. How can I remind myself that my children are loved, they're safe, they're protected, they have everything that they need from me, especially presence, presence as in like present moment, not as in like gift, <laughs> and that they chose this, that it is a mutual sacred contract between parent and child, that each child that I have was born in a very specific and highly orchestrated divine order and how do I know that I know that because it happened in that way and we move through the seasons of our lives my son Thomas he was born first because he needed to experience whatever he needed to experience to make him the beautiful grounded soulful um, clever intuitive and highly quirky guy that he is today and now he's 18 you know <laughs> That's been a transition in itself to uh, let go of of my expectations of now who he is as an adult, which is weird. (laughs) And then my daughter Olivia, when she was born in 2006, she got everything that she needed to be the beautiful, creative, intuitive human being that she is. And then with my two little ones, Lulu and Ava, they were born at the right moment, the right time, for them to get what they need to be part of this beautiful collective collaborative experience of this family dynamic being born into a family of six. I mean, I mean, imagine that. I only had a sister growing up, so I couldn't imagine what it's like to have more siblings surrounding me in this loving, highly creative environment. And so, when you realize that nothing is out of place, everything shows up as it is meant to, it means that you can step away from your children and you can be okay, that that guilt is just a reminder to check in and to go, okay, you're okay, they're okay, let's be present with this, let's show up for other people, let's be of service, let's make this planet a better place. So if you are somebody that experiences mom guilt, it's okay. You're not alone. (laughs) You're not alone and it's not always going to have a hold over you because these seasons of our lives, they change, they grow. Children need different things at different times And remember, the most important thing to do is to open your heart to receive help. If you need help, ask for support. Because people aren't mind readers, ask for family support, friend support if you need it, because raising raising children, raising a child, um, even looking after pets, it requires more than one person. You can't do everything on your own. And so with the awareness that the guilt comes from a place of feeling like you need to get everything done by yourself you don't. We're all in this together. So I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Uh, <laughs> I went in a little bit deep there with my own experience and how I've felt over the years as a spiritual entrepreneur. Uh, Just a reminder, if you would like to learn more about my story, you can get my latest book called Dear Universe, 200 Mini Meditations for Instant Manifestations. You can get it on Amazon. You can get it as an audio book as well on audible.com. It apparently has helped so many people to tune into how they're feeling and to ask the universe what they're in the process of manifesting. So I know you're going to love that. You can go to sarahprout.com forward slash book dash Amazon to pick up a copy of Dear Universe. So until next time, enjoy your journey to manifesting.